Well, last time we saw that the, uh, the, the Holy Spirit ministers to us as, as believers. The Holy Spirit is, is alive and, and active, you know, the very presence of God indwelling us. And the, uh, this indwelling spirit of God uh, gives us confidence and, and empowers us to live in obedience to uh, God's commandments. And uh, since we are from God... We know the, the things of God, and John exhorts us to use the wisdom of God to, to evaluate the things that we're told in our, our next passage. Uh, why? Uh, because not everything that is spoken in God's name is, is from God, and we're, we're challenged today. This is, this is another one of these challenging passages and John tells us if you know if we're if we're not careful, we're we are apt to fall for for fakes and frauds. Uh, when I was when I was assistant pastor in Longview, Texas, one one morning in my office during the week, I got a phone call from uh, one of our our members. Uh, Betty was her name, an elderly woman, and she had gotten a call from her grandson who was out of state, and uh, he, he told her that he'd been traveling, and he, he picked up this hitchhiker, and, well, it, one of his taillights was out, so he was pulled over, and uh, the, uh, you know, the policeman uh, found uh, drugs in the backpack of this hitchhiker that he'd picked up. And so he was arrested, he was put in jail, and he needed money. And so... He, uh, he handed the phone to the, to the sheriff of this small town who told Betty, yeah, here's what you need to do. You need to go to Target and buy a, buy a $500 gift card and, and call back and give us the number that's, that's on the back of that. And he handed the phone back to the grandson who said, Grandma, can, can you help me? Uh, so... Betty asks me, well, this seems kind of weird, but it, it has to be him because he, he said his name. I said, well, how, how did that happen? He goes, well, he called and said, Grandma, it's your favorite grandson. And she goes, Todd? <laughs> and he said, yeah, it's Todd. Anyway, so I, I told Betty, tell you what, why don't you call Todd? You've got his number and just call him and, and ask him if this is true. Of course, it wasn't. He wasn't in jail, and um, he, you know, I, she had given me the name or the the name and the number for this policeman, the sheriff. So I called him, and he hung up on me right away. But you know, it seems like there's no shortage of people wanting to get into our pocketbooks, right? Uh, there's, there's an endless supply of, of people who, for whatever reason, want to deceive me and, and deceive you. Uh, there's, there's just a proliferation of fraud and, and you know, fakeness, right? Fake news, fake uh, products, scams. And that takes us to where uh, John is talking today. In uh, chapter four, starting in verse one, you know there there is also fraud and and fakeness 
in uh, spiritual matters. You know, there, there are hucksters out there wanting your money, my money. Uh, there, there, are, there are people who want to play on, on your desires and my desires. They want to take advantage of us. They want to take, take advantage of whatever vulnerabilities we have. And, you know, there also seem to be a lot of well-meaning people, I think, who, who are in error. So, you know, as they are deceived, they in turn deceive they claim to speak on God's behalf, but, but they are not speaking on God's behalf. And they're misleading millions of people. Uh, there are many people listening to these ones who John calls false prophets. And in today's reading, John gives us this warning. He gives us this, channel, this challenge. Watch out. Don't believe everything you hear, but evaluate. Test the spirits. When it comes to hearing from God, you know, we need to be people of vigilance in examining claims. There, there are a lot of voices out there, you know, especially now with television and internet and, and radio. And a good number of people claiming to speak from God are not speaking faithfully from, from God's word. They don't represent God with any sort of fidelity at, at all. So today's text again is 1 John 4, 1 through 6, where, where John's talking about this. Read with me. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come to, in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. But we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. And by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So I'd like to organize this sermon into uh, the, the what and the why, or excuse me, the what, the how, and the why. You know, we're, we're called to spiritual discernment. That's the what. By the Holy Spirit, that's the how. Because we have God's truth, and that's the why. So, first, let's use spiritual discernment. Uh, we, we can't always take what people say at face value. You know, we, we hear so many times in the scripture that we need to believe, right? You know, unbelief is a sin, but here John is saying that there are times when we do need to practice unbelief. Don't believe everything you hear. Test the spirits. Why? Because, you know, not every spiritual thing comes from God. Be careful what you believe. You know, on one hand, we need to be uh, free from 
uh, superstition that, that prompts us to be leave everything we hear. You know, we, we must not be uh, gullible. We need to be careful that we don't believe that everything that is claimed as being from God is actually from God. And there may be even uh, people who demonstrate great spiritual power. There may be supernatural power. But Jesus addresses that in Matthew seven twenty one. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God or heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Do not believe every spirit, John says. He's, he's, he's telling us that we need to take this uh, agnostic view at, at times because there are those who are seeking to deceive us. Now, on the other hand, you know, there are those who, who resist and refuse to believe anything, right? Probably most of the world would, would fall into that category. Many people that would believe that nothing is from God, not the Bible, not anything. You know, they, they discount the, uh, the miraculous based on a, a materialistic view of the world. And this is, a, this is a cynical view that is not the view that we find in the Bible, right? You know, these, these people would not have us believe anything at all. And I know plenty of these people. So, you know, John's plea really for us is to not fall into either one camp, either one of these two camps, you know, not to be on on either extreme, but he's calling us to discernment so that we discriminate those things that are from God from those that are not. You know, we worship a God who who deals in the, the miraculous, the supernatural. Read the Bible. But but John gives us in this encouragement here to, to exercise a, a healthy skepticism, a refusal to believe everything that we see or hear. Don't believe every spirit. Test the spirits to see if they're from God. And I think probably many or most of us, maybe all of us have had experiences with people who've been influenced by false teachers or have embraced things that are, that are contrary to God's word. You know, maybe some have, have fallen prey to, uh, to false teachings. And many of us have seen attempts <clears throat> in churches we've attended by people who, who want to bring in what the writer of Hebrews calls strange teachings. Things that are just plain wrong. And in, in fact, uh, we were in one such church, and this is one of the big reasons I entered into the, the ministry. We saw people making uh, spurious claims. For instance, uh, this, this one couple had a son, an adult son, who, who had a, a malignant brain tumor. And this one, this one guy, he, the son wasn't even present but his, his parents were were there and he said you know what 
God has healed your son. I declare him healed. Don't believe what the MRI says. Don't believe what the doctor says. He was just giving this couple false hope. That's exactly what it was. I I believe the son is dead now. You know, another time uh, we had this new guy that started coming to uh, the, the men's prayer meeting. And he brought this book, which I believe was on the uh, New York Times bestselling list. Conversations with God, I think it was called. And, and the author claimed that he asked questions from God and God had him sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and, and God just took his hand and wrote down, you know, controlled his hand to write down the answers. Do we see anything wrong with that? You know, he, this is, I mean, essentially he's claiming here's some new scripture. And I looked at that book and many of the things in that book were dead wrong, very, very much contrary to the, uh, the Bible. New revelation. You know, this is where the cults come from. New scripture that supersedes the old. New revelation from God, which renders the old outdated. We had, we had this other couple who would make pilgrimages to wherever the Holy Spirit was doing a new thing. I remember they got back from a, a visit to Reading, and they had gone to this church where there were angel feathers floating in the air. And if a certain person touched you, you had gold dust on you. And they found little plastic gemstones hidden around and they, they were just excited about what, you know, what God was doing. Um, you know, Paul, or excuse me, John says, test the spirits. Um, yeah, I've, I've known other, other people, plenty of other people, dear brothers and sisters in Christ who have, said, well, the Lord told me this, or the Lord told me that. And, you know, God's word right here in John says, be careful, be careful with that. Evaluate what is being said. Evaluate the spirit behind that. You know, it may be that uh, God did tell them something, but it also may be that God did not. Jeremiah twenty three sixteen, and this this verse just came to mind right before I came here. Um, talks about this through the prophet Jeremiah. God said, "This thus saith the Lord of hosts: Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes." They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say no disaster will come upon him. You know, he, he talks a lot in this chapter. I, he said, God says, I did not send these prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. We need to be careful. We need to evaluate. We need to test. 
challenge what, what is said, evaluate it. Why? Because John says many false prophets have come into this world. And Paul warns uh, Timothy of, of these people in Second uh, Timothy three thirteen through 17. Listen to what he says. Evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you've learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. He goes on to say all scripture is breathed out by God and is and profitable for teaching and reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. So when somebody says they are speaking on behalf of God, we need to assess what they're saying. You know, Paul tells us to evaluate prophecy. Now, don't get me wrong here. I am not saying that prophecy is ceased. I'm not a cessationist. But Paul says, evaluate it. He says in 1 Corinthians 14, 29, that when someone has a prophecy, let the others weigh what is said. Now, what does this mean? When somebody says, the Lord told me this or that, or when somebody says, I had a dream, or I had a vision, we're not to take it on face value. You know, where does it come from? Is it true? I, I know a person in a, another church who has the majority of the, contra, or the congregation spellbound with his dreams and, and visions. And my observation has been that he does this to manipulate others. And I do not believe it is, is from the Lord. Now, I do not doubt that the Lord does give dreams and visions, but they must be evaluated. And what's the ultimate test for evaluation? What's our source? Scripture, yes. But I've heard so many things attributed to God, which are contrary to what the Holy Spirit said in the Bible. You know, John talks about the false prophets, or excuse me, Jesus talks about false prophets. He calls them wolves. In Matthew 7.15, he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. A wolf is a false prophet in the Bible. Jesus in John 10, which Dan read from this morning, John 10, 10 through 12 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You know, the, the enemy, the wolf, the false prophet comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Comes to ravage the flock. False prophets, false teachers claim to speak on behalf of God, but they're speaking on their own behalf for their own gain, according to Scripture. <clears throat> John says in verse 2, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. And remember, John is talking in the immediate context about uh, this group 
that he's, uh, he's battling the, the Gnostics. He's, he's fighting this Gnostic heresy. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. The word translated here, confess, means to acknowledge something ordinarily in public, to acknowledge, to claim, to profess, to praise. It's a, it's a profession of allegiance. He's talking about a profession of allegiance to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God incarnate, who's come in the flesh, fully man, fully God. That's a central tenet in Christian orthodoxy. You know, we make this confession wholeheartedly, believing that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to take away the sins of the world and that we must believe in him, knowing that it is his death in our place which brings us to God. Verse 3, every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is in the world already. Remember, John talked in chapter 2 about the Antichrist, and Antichrists, which he said there are many of them already in the world, those who deny Christ, who, who disdain Christ, who work against Christ. Rather than bringing him praise, they've, they've sought their own praise. They've, they've sought to bring him shame. Rather than seeking the glory of Christ, they've sought to elevate themselves. Rather than building the church, they've torn it down for their own good, for their own gain. So there are many voices we might listen to and fall prey to, but we don't need to despair. You know, so far it's been a lot of uh, negativity, right? But we're able, as the children of God, to have discernment because we have the Spirit of God. You know, here's, here's the contrast. John says, test the spirits. You know, we need to evaluate what's behind what people are saying. We need to distinguish the, the falsehood or, or the truth of the Spirit of God, falsehood from the, the truth of the Spirit of God. You know, those who've been saved by Jesus Christ have the Holy Spirit. We know God. He's, he's with us. He's, he's in us. John says in verse 4, little children, you are from God and overcome them for greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. We're from God. We've been, we've been born of his spirit. The spirit of God dwells in us. Uh, Romans eight thirty one, great verse says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? We are overcomers because we've got God on our side. We've got the spirit of God within us. So what are the what are the consequences of, of having the, the indwelling spirit? What are what are the results? What are the benefits? First God John says that we know God. We we know God, not not as a casual acquaintance or or, or some kind of cosmic force out there. Remember Star Wars? Luke used the force. No, we have the person of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God indwelling us. We we're to know him intimately, to experience and, and enjoy his presence. You know, he's, he's with us. He's, he's always with us. Jesus said to his disciples before he, before he uh, left, he says, I'm not going to leave you as, as orphans. 
I just send you the Holy Spirit. The second we're he says we're overcomers. We're overcomers. Uh, you know, we, have, we have the power of the Spirit to be victorious in everything against anyone or anything that, that comes against us. You know, not because of our own strength, not because of our cleverness, but because of the one who's in us. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. That's our hope. Paul says in Romans eight thirty seven through 39, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither life or death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the hope we've got, brothers and sisters. We have the Spirit of God to give us discernment so that we don't fall prey to uh, fakes and frauds. You know, not only do we need to be careful of those who claim to speak for God, we need to be careful about attacking those who really are. You know, Jesus was accused by the religious leaders of his day of working by the power of, of Satan. Paul was, was flogged and, and he was beaten by those who knew the Bible, by those who thought they were serving God. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, they're going to kill you and throw you out of the synagogue and they're going to think they're doing God a service. But they rejected they rejected the uh, the gospel. So, you know, if someone says this person or that person is a wolf or a false prophet or a false teacher, it's up to you to evaluate that. Is that true? What has that person said? Look at what that person has said from God's word and evaluate it before you make those kinds of accusations. It's your responsibility. It's our responsibility to check that out. You know, there are... There are famous preachers that I can hear on the radio and I don't agree with everything they say, but I'm not going to claim they're false prophets or condemn them as wolves. We need to, we need to check it out. That's our responsibility. We need to remember that God's word is inspired by the spirit of God and that's where we need to turn. That's our benchmark. That's, that's where we go to check. We do, we do not believe rumors and accusations. We go to the source, God's word. We need to be people who are known for searching the scripture, just like the, uh, the disciples in, in Berea. Before they were disciples, they heard Paul's message, the gospel message. In Acts, it says that they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so, and many of them therefore believed. Let's, let's be Bereans. Let's be people who are known as people who are noble, like the Bereans, and search the scriptures and check these things out. So then, you know, 
those are those are two ways we can go wrong here, right? First is to accept everything anyone says at face value. Second is to decide that I disagree with somebody on some minor matter and I'm going to now classify them as a false prophet. Now, in the last part, John gives us a contrast between those who are of God and those who are of the world. And we can evaluate and discriminate and test the spirits because we have God's truth. John finishes by by contrasting the false with the genuine here. Of the false prophets, he says, they're from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world and the world listens to them. You know, the world's going to believe the things that appeal to the world. You know, false prophets are going to seek to entice people to love riches and and fame and and worldly pleasure. They're going to try to convince us to uh, put ourselves first above uh, above all others, including God. They're going to tell us we don't need to be accountable to anyone, let alone God. The world is not going to want to listen to a gospel that says we're sinners, we're separated from God, we're far from God, we have no chance on our own, we need a savior. Instead, what's the world going to want to hear? Oh, you're good people. You, we like you just the way you are, don't, don't go changing. You're better than all those other people, aren't you? Yeah. Be your own God. That's what they're going to say. But John, in opposition to the false prophets, says, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. Now, who's the we he's talking about? Remember a few verses uh, from the very beginning of this letter John uses this word, we. He talks, he begins by talking about that which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed you eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us, in which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us And indeed, our fellowship was with the Father and with his son, Jesus. You know, he's saying we, we who who walked with Jesus, we who knew him, we who ate with him and, and heard him and saw him and experienced his presence with us, those who are now speaking with apostolic authority. Remember, Paul talks about the church being built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ being the the cornerstone. John urges, or excuse me, Jude, in the book of Jude, he urges us to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to all the saints. That's Jude 1.3. This apostolic message, this gospel, this word of God that was given to us as our foundation If we're from God, John says here, we're going to want to hear from God. 
If we're from God, we're going we're gonna to read the scriptures and say, yes, this is what is true. We're going to want to listen to it because it's written by the people of God who are empowered by the, word of, or by the Holy Spirit of God. And by this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Those who are of God are going to want to hear the things of God. And when we truly rely on him, we're going to know that they are the things of God. We're going to recognize the truth according to his word. So as we close, we we need to be vigilant. We need to remain alert and aware, not become spiritually lazy. You know, let's let's be on guard against those who, who tout falsehoods under the guise of God's truth. You know, many have come claiming to speak on God's behalf. John says many false prophets are out there. You know, this isn't meant to change us into cynical people who don't believe anything at all. It's meant to point us to the truth and to challenge us to know that truth is from God and God only. Let's hold on to this faith that was given to us once and for all. Let's rely on the Holy Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit breathed word of God, the authoritative word of God, and on our position in God to give us the discernment that we need. Let's pray. Uh, our Father, we, uh, we pray in the name of Jesus, by your Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, fill us. Fill us with, with your spirit. Uh, let, let your word dwell richly in us. Let your word, Lord, be a lamp unto our feet. Let it be a light unto our path. Let us hide your word, Lord, in our hearts that we might not sin against you. And Lord, we thank you so much for our position in, in Christ uh, who, who saved us from our sin, who's always with us, who's not abandoned us, We just thank you, Lord, for being with us always. And we thank you and praise you in the glorious and wonderful and powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ.